Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on what's trending, some numbers have come out for how the Chiefs-Bills broadcast went over the weekend. How about averaging 50.39 million viewers on CBS, the most watched divisional round game in NFL history? Allen versus Mahomes. Going to be really curious to see what the numbers are for the AFC title game when you get Lamar Jackson against Patrick Mahomes. But I'm, I'm not surprised with that massive number. It was the Sunday uh-huh. uh, evening slot, so that that helps with it. But it just speaks to, again, the uh, the power, frankly, of the – of the NFL, man. You ready to have this conversation on Monday of what's trending when it's the most watched AFC championship game of all time? I would have to look at the number of the, the Chiefs Bengals rematch. That that number last year might I mean that's good that might be tough to beat. The only yeah. disadvantage of that one is it's not the first game. Yeah. This, this week this year one. it's gonna be the first one at two o'clock. You know, this town's gonna shut down. Well this I'm not worried about the in this market. We I'm yeah. talking about no, I'm talking about nationally. Over, yeah. know, it'll be overall. I mean it's Lamar versus Mahomes. You think maybe. it'll do more than the, the AFC title game last year? I, yes. I gotta look it up and see. I don't know what the I mean, I know was. it was an astronomically high yeah. viewing game. Obviously, it was the rematch. TV but I mean, two o'clock early slate. Everybody's available. Like fifty. So just uh, again, yeah. I, so fifty three point one million last year's. Uh, Give me the over AFC title game. So you think it'll be ninety three of the top one hundred most? We know the stat. The NFL accounts for like ninety three of the yeah. top one hundred most. Chiefs watched for like six of those. Yeah, that's crazy. Of the top one hundred. <laughs> anyway, continuing on what's trending college basketball last night. Ku beat Cincinnati. They don't cover the eight. Uh, they cover the seven, but they don't cover the eight. They did. Uh, they do end up winning that game against Cincinnati. Cincinnati's first time at Allen Field since 1967. Uh, Mizzou tonight at Texas A&M, an eight o'clock start. I'll watch. It's local. I like Denny Gates. Um, I want Mizzou to be good. I want K-State to be good. And I want Kansas to be good because it's always nice to have three local teams like you had in college football continue to be locally good as well. But obviously some dips in Mizzou and K-State seasons from last year. Yeah, I was t- trying to take a look at the line for the Missouri Tigers game. at AM. At AM. What's your guess? I got it in front of me now. Who's favored? Oh, well, you should. A&M. Missouri's not having a good year. AM's right. favorite. Yeah, yeah. I bet they're favored by 11 and a half. Did you look? No. That's exactly what the line is, Dusty. There you wow. go. There you go, Dusty. Dumb. So, which side are you betting, huh? 
I'd take Missouri in the points. They just they take can't close. They, they cannot close Cincinnati out. Cincinnati covered last Missouri night. Missouri cannot close out. Cincinnati's games. good though. Missouri just can't close out games. Why does KU every single game go up by twelve or thirteen and then it's tied? Like, yeah. I just I haven't understood that. Yeah. Def- turnovers is what's killing KU early on. Next up on what's trending, some coaching news coming out in the last twenty four hours in the NFL. The Titans expected to sign. Since he's uh, OC Brian Callahan to a multi-year deal to become the Titans' next head coach. It's not official yet, but it uh, looks like since he's going to lose their OC to the Tennessee Titans. And then mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers are within, quote, striking distance of getting a deal done, according to Aaron Wilson. Also says that Harbaugh could bring Michigan defensive coordinator Jesse Minter and his son Jay to Los Angeles as well. So that's a report from Aaron Wilson. On where things stand, potentially two openings could be filled here in the next, you know, any day now, any any time now with official news. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's uh, Harbaugh to Los Angeles. I think Belichick to Atlanta, and a and a sneaky little prediction story for you, at least for myself. I think uh, where Bill Belichick goes, I think he's going to take Mike Vrabel with him, and I think they're going to uh, be the offense and defensive coordinators. That's just my opinion. That's just what I think is going to happen. Um, also, in other news, speaking of Kansas and, uh, you know, their players in the past, Joel Embiid had himself a game last night. Uh, Joel Embiid, how about this? 70 points, 18 rebounds, and five assists. <laughs> yeah, he was incredible last night. Absolutely that, incredible. It, it gets the the reigning and defending MVP of the season last year, but Joel Embiid's biggest story is that it just doesn't quite happen in the playoffs. Obviously, the Gotta win a ring. He's heartbreaking said it. He said photo. It. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The heartbreaking photo of Joel Embiid's career. Kawhi Leonard hitting that three in the corner, and he's in the the catcher stance, hands in his face in his hands and all that sort of thing, so you feel bad. But, yeah, 70 points last night for Joel Embiid in their win over the uh, Wimbenyama-led Spurs after what? What was it Greg Popovich said? We're going to hammer his ass? He did say that. That was a quote. Yes. How'd that work out for you? Did not. When does Popovich call it a day? I don't know, man. I don't know. What is he, 71? If he still enjoys it. Yeah, he's in his 70s. He still enjoys it. Pete Carroll going to coach, by the way? I know that's random, but is he is he done? Somebody should call him. I'm surprised we haven't heard that at least somebody hasn't called Because what's the... his specialty? Is it defense? Yes. I think He's so. not going to be a coordinator ever. He's just either going to coach or he's not. I don't know. I did see that Ron Rivera, who we all know was fired by the commanders, just interviewed for the D.C. job in Philly. So he's he's looking to jump right back in. Yeah, they gave Sirianni the, the hot seat. Real quick. They said, hey, everybody's fired but you, so you know what happens if it doesn't go well again. (laughs) Yep. You're next. I think it's fair, though. I think it's fair. Especially in in Philly. You were in the Super Bowl last year, so we're not going to fire you because you lost control of this team. Right. Um, I'm giving you one more year. Mike McCarthy, we're not extending you. You get one more year. Like, both, like, Mike McCarthy is going to have to get to an NFC title game next year to keep his job, at least. you make it to Thanksgiving? The Cowboys don't do in-season firings. They just, they, just, yeah. they just don't. Yeah. Okay. They just don't do it. The Eagles, a different story. The, the Cowboys won't fire in-season. Oh, the Eagles but start don't off 0-2. They, they, they don't won't fire Sirianni so fast. Don't you think, though, McCarthy next year, because, again, he's going to the final year of his contract, mm-hmm. he almost has to get to a Super Bowl yeah. or NFC title game? Like at, I would say at least NFC title game. That's crazy going into a season knowing that that's, that's what you have to do. They went 8-0 at home this year, and then they got in the yeah. playoffs and got waxed by Green Bay. Yeah. Lastly, on what's trending news locally, the Prairie Fire uh, Museum in Overland Park announced that it's the new home of the College Baseball Hall of Fame, nice. which is great for the city. Um, it's kind of funny if you think about it, though, right? College baseball. What do you think when I say college baseball? 
Omaha. I was going to say a City World Series in Omaha. Hey, great. Look, it's this this music is like like five minutes for me, so fine. And Prairie Fire could use it. It's been a disappointing development overall, but like, it's kind of weird. Where's the College Basketball Hall of Fame? Yeah, here. Where do they have the Big Twelve tournament? Where yeah. they have a couple rounds of the college basketball hall of fame at least makes a little more sense. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. put it in a location where, like, every time that they have the drawing of the of the games, it's right there. No, I mean it's great for the city, so yeah. I'm I'm all about it, and I'll, and I'll definitely check it out. But yeah, uh, if I say college baseball to anybody across the country, I'm guessing they're like, oh yeah, the the World Series in, in Omaha. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how Omaha didn't get this, but again, good for us. I've never been to Omaha. I want to take a, a weekend. Trip not bad, there. man. Downtown, not bad. Yeah, my buddy's. So went on college a World Series phenomenal. I, I've gone. I've had a. The ability to go a couple of years, yeah. and it's so much fun, man. You go to Rocco. I think it's is it Rocco's, the the bar that has uh, yeah, the shots, all the Jello shots you buy for you. Some guy went in and bought like twenty thousand dollars, you know, twenty thousand Jello shots, so his team would win, you know, or whatever. It was it was just cool. I feel like you're cool, a big Jello shot guy. No, not in not now, but when I'm in Omaha, you do. That's what I mean. That's kind of where you go. What? That's what you do when you go to Omaha. The way that he said it, the way that you said it. Me? Yeah, I, I'm not a jealous shot guy now, but when I'm in Omaha, yes. In Omaha, you you go you go there. There's also a great zoo, as the text line points out. You get that Omaha styly vibe coming out. That's a 311 reference. If you didn't get it, I out. didn't get it. They're from Omaha. Thank you. They used to play every day on 311 day. You remember uh, the song Omaha Styly? I have to hear it. I've told you I'm I terrible. Like I could see you drilling a couple really? jealous shots to that song. Okay. Uh, you got to play. Sh- you got to play the song for me to. Oh, to Omaha styling. Yeah, coming back for the next break. How do okay. you? What's your? And this might be weird oh, to wait, show wait. on camera. <laughs> what's your? We are streaming on Twitter, YouTube. I'm not doing anything inappropriate. Twitch. When you do a Jello shot, do you core it out with your finger, or do you strictly just use your tongue? Your tongue. <sighs> what? Knew, he looked at me like I what? knew he was going to say that. What? What do you do? Tongue. Okay. Yeah. Oh. True. Okay. I think you have to do tongue. It's a, a it's lot of almost, people. A lot of people will do the the pre, no. you know, core well, it no, and you, then shoot. Well, you're, if you do it right, the way the cups, so you can squeeze it and then just correct. You're able to throw, mm. throw it right back. I, I core that thing, man. They have a, uh, they have the, uh, they have machines at the the bar in Omaha that actually makes the gel shots. Like not like the you, when you're in college, you obviously didn't have a machine. You were making them. There's actually a Jello shot machine because they have the quantity. They have to have yeah. a huge quantity. Oh, we always just poured like a thing of Everclear and sure. Jello mix, and then poured them into like a stolen ramekins from a restaurant. Well, we didn't steal; we bought them, but we bought them for like a cheap price. Like what you take home your ranch in, we just pour those in and be like, "What's the alcohol in here?" Everclear. Cool. Give me two. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's what's trending. <laughs> what Text the top line. text? Yes. Yes. Uh, coming up in about 15 minutes. They uh, mean the actual fruit? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think so. Mm. Somebody says, did you say Vrabel would follow Belichick wherever he goes and they'd call the offense and defense? I said Vrabel would be his defensive coordinator. I don't know what what Bill Belichick's going to yeah. call, but I'm just saying I have a, I have a theory that – because I figure Mike Vrabel would have been picked up already. I thought he'd have been one of those guys. I think guys, he's the odd man out for a head coaching gig. And yeah. I think well, he's one of those guys that have like the Matt Nagy sort of thing. We'll get to all 32 and, and, and talk NFL outside of Kansas City a little bit uh, coming up in about eight minutes or so. But yes, sir. I, but the Royals and Chiefs stadium vote, we know it now is going to actually go to a vote. Yesterday's news, by now most of you are well aware, the override of the veto from Frank White mm-hmm. uh, was successful. And so now it goes to the ballot in Jackson County on April 2nd. It's the 3 8 cent sales tax extension. Okay, I'm glad it's up to the people. But now, now it is truly on the Royals and Chiefs mm-hmm. to put out the information that everybody should have by the time they go to the ballot box. Not just April 2nd, but I believe early voting starts in, in end of February or so. And in the uh, commitment, it is mentioned that the Royals would tell Jackson County, the Royals site, 
for downtown by the 29th of February. Uh-huh. Probably needs to be earlier than that, by the way. We all know there's been numerous deadlines that have passed to begin with. But like that, that is, that's where we're at now. Like uh, Plenty critical of how Frank White handled things and, uh-huh. and how things were handled over the last couple of months. But now, to me, the focus should 100% be, the pressure 100% should be on both of these franchises to get out the information that everybody deserves to have before they vote. And if you don't get the information that you like, mm-hmm. then then absolutely vote no on it. You know, I'm in support of a downtown stadium and all that, but there is information that needs to be handed out. And the site is a big part of it, specifically what Clark Hunt is going to contribute to the renovation is important for people to know. Like those are the two biggest things for me. The site we've been talking about for a year. I guess my biggest thing is why did the, why are the Royals the one team that like all the pressure's on? Is it because they're moving? Like, is it like I just you don't really hear a lot of Chiefs talk when it comes to the new stadium talk and the whole development of the Truman Sports Complex. Well, the Royals are the one that that want a new stadium, right? I mean, that's why, they, they're, why? They're, they're they're the. But why do they want? Do a new they stadium want it or? because the Chiefs have been like, hey, we kind of want to have this entire spot. Say that you want a new stadium, yeah. And then when all of it comes out, then we'll kind of give more details to the point because it is kind of interesting to me that it's like you know. No one's wondering, like, on the other side, well, what are they going to do with Arrowhead? Well, they're going to bulldoze that thing down and rebuild Mahomes' palace. That's going to be the next thing if, in fact, they do move the Royal Stadium somewhere else. That's my theory. So I – so I, I'll be, be – I disagree. Not, not with this go-around, they're not. Like, that, that's the thing. Like, okay. I mean, it, by every thing they have said publicly, this 3-8 cent sales tax is going to be a renovation. Okay. I, where, where I'm with you, I, I mean, I, I personally don't think renovation makes any sense of Arrowhead. I know people love Arrowhead, and that, oh, everybody gets all bent out of shape. It's nostalgic, and I it's, hard to, people, it's people, hard to take that from people. People get bent out of shape when I bring up that fact. And, and Could you imagine I, there's I like a up, SoFi stadium in the middle of that? So Arrowhead is a great venue, historical, grew up here. First games I went to were Arrowhead. So nobody's saying it's not, a, that, not an important venue to so many of us, but... I think it's a mistake, frankly, to renovate a, a building at its age already when in 25 years you're going to either have to renovate or you won't be able to renovate it again and you're going to have to build new. So that that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. What we're talking about, though, is like what is actually up for vote on April 2nd in Jackson County, which is the three-eighths in sales tax. But the fact that you asked the question about the renovation, we need more details on that. Like right. renderings of what is the renovation going to look like. That's all stuff there. I had an issue with preventing people from having the ability to vote. That's why I was happy that the veto was overridden yesterday. But now it is 1,000% on both the Chiefs and Royals to give out the information that I think is required right. and what they owe voters if they expect a yes vote. Otherwise, people can vote no on this thing in April. Do you think that's the biggest problem is that everything is kind of just, it's such a minute thing that it's more so of like, hey, we're going to move the stadium. That's all you need to know. And it's like, well, obviously move the stadium where? What right. happens to the old stadium? What's this mean for Arrowhead? What's this mean for the Truman Sports Complex? What's the future look like? And I think that's where a lot of people are kind of, you know, frustrated as to like, yeah, you want to do this, but where, why, when, and how? I think the other thing that's also interesting is that it's like, you know, you look at what this is, and yes, you're always going to have the factor of like a lot of people will sit there and say, Kaufman's beautiful. Sure, it's outdated. Arrowhead's great. It's where I grew up watching Chiefs games. Okay, do you live in the same house as a kid? Right? Like you grew up, you moved on, you got a new place that fit your lifestyle. That's kind of how this is. And when quarterbacks are as good as Mahomes and teams are as profitable as the Kansas City Chiefs, they tend to build new things, right? Lucas Oil Stadium got built. They 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 revamped New England once they started winning and getting a lot of more money in there and Gillette became its field. Like, I understand the frustration. My biggest frustration with this whole thing is that I didn't think that 
because I looked at this and I know that there's other guys that have that have logged in more and more hours in this whole stadium thing. But when I looked at this original idea, I was like, there's no way it's going to get to the Super Bowl. And we still not have information that is cut clear and obvious of what's going to happen next. Here we are still worried about what Frank White's going to do, why he's being the person that he is, and then when this is going to be developed. And now you say, what, February 29th, they have to. They said that they would give a location or a site yeah, I mean, of I, possibility. Yeah, I do guess, you believe that? Well, yeah, I mean, the people are skeptical on that, rightfully so. That's what they have said. Like, it, it doesn't get taken off the ballot if they don't give us a site by then. I guess that's important to know. Yeah. <laughs> it's going on the ballot no matter what. But I, what I am saying is if the information that, that people want isn't available by a time it's, it's, you know, to vote, then people should, then, you know, that's where I would have no problem with anybody saying they're voting no on that. I think that's more than fair. Like now that's what I'm saying, the pressure is on both these franchises to give the information that, that is required for people to know uh, for them to be able to make uh, a vote in on April 2nd. And a huge part of that is what we mentioned is, is the site among other things. And so that, that's kind of where I'm at on that. I think all reports and signs point to it being the KC star site, by the way, but we'll see. You know, and because yeah, what they're doing, like a fun village where that building is, and then they're putting the stadium you know, like down. Just, these are all the questions. That's man. what I'm saying. That's, yeah, yeah I, mean, I like saw that drop, all... and I was like, oh, this. Because when I first heard this, that was the first thing that I heard people say was that they were going to put it where the KC Star building is. And then I'm like, everybody else, yeah. what about everything around uh, it? Yeah, look, I, I, my, I, I love the idea of downtown baseball. I think that's where it belongs. The East Village location to me made a lot of sense because you could build the ballpark district around it, which John Sherman has committed to spending a billion dollars, by the way, for the ballpark district. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't have to displace businesses. There's rumblings, you know, that because of power and light district, maybe there was some hesitancy from Mm -hmm. the city side or whatever, right, to have the ballpark district in East Village versus the KC Star site. The only problem I have with the KC Star site is does it allow you to have the same ballpark district? I think the answer is no. And one of the big selling points for me personally on the downtown stadium, other than just, okay, it's where baseball to me belongs is the idea of revenue going back to the team from those, those restaurants, condos, apartment, whatever around that the team would own. And that doesn't count against revenue sharing across the league. And so the idea of how do you compete going forward in the future in baseball in terms of spending money? Um, And I, I don't know if that is, is if that is, is realistic with the KC star site, that's kind of where I'm at, but a lot more information is needed uh, until we get to April 2nd. But I'm glad, again, that it got overridden because people can decide. If they didn't get enough information, then vote no. Yeah, it just kind of feels like a family trip. Hey, we're going to go on a trip this summer. Oh, okay, when are we going to go? I don't know. Got to get our tax returns back first. Okay, yeah. do you have a location in mind? Well, it could be Myrtle Beach. It could be <laughs> California. It could be, you know, Jacksonville. We don't know. Guess what those kids are going to get? They're going to get impatient, right? They're going to get, like, well, what are we doing? Well, we don't know yet. We got to we got to talk to you know, got to talk to mom first to where she wants to go. It's a it's a massive vote. Uh, it's a it's a massive vote, and you know the the the, the Casey Star site. There's over a hundred businesses that are already in oh, the yeah. crossroads area, and that that's that's another reason why I think you know there's some issue with that particular site. But seems like that's where all the momentum is. Did you think at. we'd ever get this long without anything? No, of, yeah, no, absolutely not. Like you were thinking what? Everybody, by, like, th- well, it, the original deadlines Christmas? were well. The original original deadlines, Dusty were original, was you know original. August. Yeah, like summer. <laughs> like we're still playing baseball. Yeah. So again, happy with the news yesterday, but a, a lot more needs to be known okay. before we get to April. Let's get to it. Uh, all thirty-two in the NFL. All thirty-two. All right. You were mentioning Belichick. I'll actually go to Atlanta where he comes into play here. The rumor is that the front office in Atlanta, not ownership, but front office, where they already have a GM in place and other pieces, want Arthur Blank to hire someone other than Belichick because 
they're worried about their job security. Like it's one of those where they, that they would prefer. There's at least one report that maybe they would prefer someone like Raheem Morris or otherwise. If Belichick goes in there, they know he's in, like they know he'll be in charge. Now, if that's how you're operating as an owner and you're listening to people that are saying, well, we don't want the maybe the best candidate available because of that, then that's a terrible way to operate. If you think Bill Belichick is the best fit for your organization, you hire Bill Belichick. To make it a best fit, though, he shouldn't be in charge of your personnel decisions. I just don't know still if Belichick is willing to not be uh, in, in charge of that, Dusty. But Belichick, as much as we talk about Bill uh, the last couple of years, I still think the guy can coach. Let's not forget for two decades... Yes, with Tom Brady, but for two decades, that guy was the class of the NFL and running circles around teams with his defensive schemes. So I still would hire him if I'm Atlanta. And if you're in the front office, you're trying job preservation and all that, I I get it. Um, But if you're the owner, you can't operate like, man, you know, I can't hire this guy because you might want to kick out some people I already have. Go hire the best coach available. And I do think if Harbaugh's going to L.A. and it looks like that's where it's headed, then Belichick is a great fit in Atlanta. I think the good thing about Belichick in Atlanta is that the offense is essentially one move away from being to a point that it can be trusted. It has Drake London, who's a stud receiver, Kyle Pitts, who's a tight end that can be elite. If he's used in the right way, they just drafted him John Robinson, who's a stud. They still have uh, Al Greer that's out there that can be decent if used right in his situation, depending on if he sticks around. But the thing is Atlanta, not going to get a quarterback in the draft. You have to go get one, a free agent, which means you got to give Bill a little bit of control. And do they trust that Arthur Blank, I think, has to because of his roster. That defense also is not that bad either in Atlanta. It's actually a pretty decent defense all in all. Uh, So my all 32 is the Browns GM, uh, Andrew Barry, said he expects Nick Chubb uh, to be back as well, but he would absolutely love to have Joe Flacco back saying, quote, I want to bring all of our good players back. But there are constraints. So, so you're admitting now that Deshaun Watson ain't cutting it. The guy that you have paid all this money to. Well, they give him 260 guaranteed. 260 guaranteed. And Ugh. they think a 30, however old he is, 38-year-old Joe Flacco is better than a 30-year-old Deshaun Watson. Mm. That's a really, they, they, they buried their franchise again. After all the work that they did, they buried it by paying Deshaun Watson. Because you're bringing back Joe yes. Flacco. Eventually, he's not going to be able to throw the football anymore, and you're still going to be screwed. How old's Amari Cooper? Close to 30, if not 30? I, I don't know the exact age, but yeah, somewhere right. around there. We still don't know about David Njoku, who's been in the league forever, but we think he, he had should a really be. Good season. Had a good season this year with Joe Flacco, right? Your running back situation, Chubb's coming off a gruesome injury. really good, but. Miles Garrett's in his prime. You have to have the quarterback to win the whole thing. Right. And Joe Flacco, as good as he was, he's not good enough to win the whole thing for you. And Deshaun Watson hasn't proven it either. So they're still stuck in that same spot where they're paying one guy all this money and they're going to run into cap problems. They're only going to get worse, I think. Not only that, that division's not going anywhere. Right? Yeah, Tomlin ain't leaving Pittsburgh. Cincinnati's going to have their full slate back next year. Uh, and then you have, obviously, Baltimore, who's the best team in the AFC, according to this year's record numbers. They're not going anywhere. Andrew Barry hasn't had very many, I mean, I guess, good moments in terms of what he said. Like, it's interesting the way that he, he got the head coach the, right. The way the way that he says <laughs> yeah. it, I want to bring all, all all of our good players back. Thirty eight year old quarterback. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, where the slipper fell off in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, quickly two pick sixes. Uh, mine comes out of of Los Angeles, and I question the Jim Harbaugh thing. Jim Harbaugh is perfect for college football, I think. It worked at Stanford really well, worked at Michigan, and I know that he went to a Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers, right? But he had fallen in that whole, like, Alex Smith's career had turned around a little bit. He had finally found a system that worked. 
enter Colin Kaepernick as well. They ride the, the wave of what that was all the way to the Super Bowl, loses to the Ravens, uh, I believe, 10 years ago. I think that was 2014. And now it looks like the job that he's going to take is the Los Angeles Chargers job. Is he sure that that team's ready to win? Because last I checked, I Keenan, so. Keenan Allen's getting older, right? You gave a lot of money in a wide receiver that didn't play really at all last year and has been injury prone. Austin Eckler, no way he's coming back. He had the worst year of his career when he's trying yeah. to get paid and had the whole like kind of outside of the franchise was taking a lot of shots at the franchise. Yeah. And Justin Herbert comes back with a lot of pressure and a contract that's going to make him a very high paid quarterback in this league like all the others. And it's like, what are you going to do? Not only do you have to hit the draft, you have a really awkward position of drafting. Cap and, space. And your team is somebody, again, cap space, that has to win and has to win now. And, oh, by the way, you've got to do something that no one's done for the last eight years and try to be competitive with the Kansas City Chiefs and win this division. I'm not sure Jim Harbaugh knows what he's getting himself into with Los Angeles. I think Jim Harbaugh is a product of the hot name of every year we get this. The Raiders, who we know needed to get it right, steered clear. And they stay with Antonio Pierce. Why? Their team said it. They missed it with Basakia the last time they did that, which is what they should have done. They went with Josh McDaniel. Didn't work. You look at Atlanta. They didn't go out. They're not putting all their focus in on Jim Harbaugh. I think you made it clear. And obviously I mean, they, inter- they interviewed him twice, twice but yeah, they did that yeah. because they also interviewed Bill Belichick twice. And I think that when you look at Jim Harbaugh and you look at what he's doing, can he sustain his winning ways with the franchise that is somewhat either aging or also have a lot of questions going into because Belichick's doing Look, it smart if he goes to Atlanta. These teams have openings because they have flaws. I mean, they, you, you, but they're you only know, coaching flaws. Atlanta had a coaching flaw. Uh, yeah, Atlanta's roster is is better positioned, but you still don't have the quarterback. And that, like right. ultimately, but and I get, get it. Like one. Justin Herbert, easier said than done. Like I get it. We try to simplify. I, I think they should go and sign Kirk Cousins or somebody, and they could win oh, for sure. eleven games right away. Don't I, win that I, division. I, I don't disagree with you on that. I just think in general, where it's like, well, just go find a franchise quarterback. You know, Belichick to me is in it to win in the next two years, and he could be out. Okay, he wants the record. Yes. Whereas yeah. Harbaugh, I think, does view it a little more long term. And Herbert, while he's not in the top five with these other quarterbacks we were discussing earlier in the show, mm-hmm. I do think Herbert, if he actually had a head coach, was able would be able to be still easily in the top ten of quarterbacks and could get back to the postseason. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we everybody went nuts over Jordan Love this year, and he won he won the one playoff game, right? Matt LaFleur obviously is a hell of a better coach than Brandon Staley and Justin sure. Herbert ever had. And everybody went nuts over Jordan Love. If you look at Jordan Love's season this year and you look at the rookie year of Herbert and the year after, other than the one playoff win, same numbers. We all act like now Jordan Love is a much better position quarterback than Justin Herbert. Herbert has a problem because I think overall the roster's been flawed, uh, aging, and their coaching staff has sucked. Uh, do I think Harbaugh's running in next year and winning 12 games with the Chargers? Of course not. Um, I think he views it more long-term. To me, Harbaugh's a great hire for the Chargers if, in fact, that's what they do. Harbaugh's going to have uh, everybody singing, oh, he's a jolly good fellow in the locker room. Mm. Can you imagine how that would go? Who's better than us? No one. <laughs> I don't know. How will, long was he in inter- San Fran? Three years? It will be interesting to see how he vibes with, with a lot with a locker room of NFL players compared to right. 18 and 19 and 20-year-olds. Correct. And and guys that have already established NIL deals in the NFL where they're making contract money and that type of thing. So I don't know. I question it. I don't I'm not hundred percent all in that he can be the the saving grace for a for a franchise that, like we've said, Mike Williams is always injured. Keenan Allen's getting older. Austin Eckler's not coming back, and that defense has questions as well because that defense was the worst defense in football this year. They're mocked to get Bowers right now, by the way. Brock Bowers? Yeah. Mm. Boy, that helped Justin Herbert. Yeah. Who's uh, who's getting Marvin Harrison Jr.? Cardinals at four. 
They have a Dunze going to the Bears. Okay. Uh, at least Kuiper did this morning. I took a look at his mock. Okay. The uh, manpire. Chiefs <laughs> getting a Troy Franklin out of Oregon. Oh. Okay. That is all 32 in the NFL. Coming up next, guys, we get back into the conversation that once was about Lamar and Patrick Mahomes, and if we're about to get it again, plus a random question of the day. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This hit right here, this is what you're talking about? This is Omaha Styling, man. This will get you going. I don't think I've heard this. Oh, yeah, you go to... So you thought I was doing jello shots in Omaha at the College World Series while listening to this song. That's what you you pictured, huh? You should have been. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've heard this song before. Oh, it's fantastic. When did this come out? Probably 90s. It feels like 90s. It feels 90s. Well, 311 hit their, like, stride between, like, 90... Yeah, there you go, 94. That's a that's like a cult following three eleven. I know seven, I've seen him I think three times. Uh, I think the best one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Obviously number one will be Bruce. I'll never top that. But one of yeah, the best, I've heard you're a big Bruce fan. Yeah, I've heard that a few times. Of course, man. You were rocking earlier. When that's I, right. You play <laughs> Dance in the Dark. It's gonna get me going, man. Um, but no, like uh, one of the best concerts I ever went to was Incubus three eleven at City Market. Okay. And uh, back when the city market had like concerts and stuff, yeah, I think maybe I was, with Steamboat Arabia moving out, maybe they'll be able to start having some concerts. There I think again. I was eighteen when I went to that concert. Um, that was a uh, that was the first time I'd ever been like really into a different atmosphere. Because like everywhere you go, it smells like Bob Marley's braids. <laughs> like it's just everywhere you go, there's dreads. Like everywhere, and like I was just sitting there at one point, and I just remember one guy next to me and another guy next to me. They each had you know some recreational activities. And I remember like, what do I do? And they're like, same time. And I was like, all right. And the rest of that concert was nuts. So uh, that, uh, that is one of the best, like being able to finally see like Brandon Boyd and, and like Incubus live was great. And then obviously 311 that opened for him. It was just, you know, we'll get to the uh, random question of the day here in about eight minutes or so, but back to, to Sunday's matchup with the Ravens and the chiefs. And I, I think if you were to step back a little bit and think about the conversations we've had over the years about, 
the 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 matchups of quarterbacks. We just had it last week, Allen and Mahomes. Mm-hmm. We mentioned the TV ratings were were massive, 53? and everybody's talking Brady and Manning. Is this you know who's you know Mahomes is is Allen his Manning and all this kind of stuff. The original conversation of that was actually. Mahomes and Lamar. I know it doesn't feel like that, but that was the first name we brought up way back in 2018, 2019 mm-hmm. when Lamar Jackson and Mahomes were playing. Now, they haven't played since 2021 in which Lamar finally got Mahomes. There was one point in time where Lamar Jackson was calling the Chiefs his kryptonite until he won that Sunday night football game. They went for the fourth down, as you mentioned earlier, Dusty. Mm-hmm. Clyde Edwards-Alaire fumbled in that game. But I think it's important not to forget that Lamar was the original Mahomes rival, we thought. They just haven't played as much for, for a while. Mm. And then it was Mahomes and Allen. We're like, no, that, that's the one. That's that's the Manning-Brady compare. Mahomes and Allen. Like, well, maybe it's not that because this Allen guy is not winning against Mahomes in the playoffs. Well, maybe it's Mahomes and Burrow. Well, Burrow beats Mahomes in the AFC title game. Mm. And I still think that's why Burrow is closer to being that. But Lamar has a chance if he beats Mahomes in the AFC title game the same way that Burrow did and Lamar actually gets a ring then why, why wouldn't he be the more likely candidate? Now, maybe there just isn't going to be one. Maybe we're not going to actually get a Manning, Brady, Mahomes, Lamar, Mahomes, Allen, Mahomes, Burrow. Maybe that's really, we're trying too hard. Maybe. But if a guy gets a ring and he would have two wins against Mahomes, one in the playoffs, and then they play each other next year in the regular season, all of a sudden they're playing each other again, maybe there's a chance. I think the difference in today's football versus, you know, in the past football is that really it was kind of like Brady and Manning, and then there was like a sizable gap between everything. And the, and the quarterback play in the NFL has evolved to a level that is sort of immaculate, right? Like, I understand, like, the, the counter-argument of this would be, like, the NFL wants to expand to two more teams. Like, well, don't do that because then you're going to have, you know, less and more, you know, you're not going to have as much, you know, quarterback talent as there is right now. It's in a perfect spot. I don't think they should yeah. ever, you know, go further than this. But – you know, you you look at what Peyton and, and, and Tom was, right? It was those two every year. They played in weak divisions. They won their division every year, so they were going to play each other every year. And, you know, whether or not Peyton was winning Super Bowls, Peyton was always winning the regular season Super Bowl. He was winning the MVP, you know, putting up 40 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 4,000 yards. And then Tom Brady was like we were saying earlier – coasting through the season, going 10 and five, 10 and six, 11 and five. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, guess who's in the AFC championship game again, Tom Brady. Sometimes it was Peyton Manning. Sometimes it wasn't, but Tom Brady was winning the super bowl. So there was the, the best seasonal statistical quarterback going up against the best postseason statistical quarterback for several years. I think in fact, we saw the stat this year was the first time in since 1998, the playoffs didn't have Peyton Manning or Tom Brady in them. So, both guys were doing their part. So you look at today's football, Mahomes has done his part, right? Mahomes could stop playing this year. He could have stopped playing last year, and he's a four, first ballot, full-on Hall of Famer, right? There's no question, unless you're probably like Jason Brown. And you think about what everybody else has done. Like, Lamar, you would think, with two MVPs, is probably a shoe in to get in, I would assume. Now, he's going to have to do some more with that in his career. Like you said, win a Super Bowl or continue to yeah. have successful seasons to get there. But I think right now, he has set himself up for a clear path to be a Hall of Famer. Any quarterback that's ever won two MVPs is in the Hall of Fame. That's just a fact. The other thing is, is that these guys in the past stayed healthy. 
Brady missed really one full season with the ACL injury that he lost in in the week one game against the Chiefs. We all remember that game that then became a rule. You couldn't hit the quarterback, shockingly, because it was Tom Brady, and it was kind of a dirty play if you want to look. I mean, he hit him low on the ground, whatever. But Brady and Manning stayed healthy throughout their whole career. The one thing with Joe Burrow has been health in the NFL. Been in the NFL for four years, been hurt twice. Lamar Jackson, hurt last year. The year before that, the, the COVID year was in and out with illnesses, other things as well. And you look at where Mahomes has been. Mahomes has been hurt, but it hasn't been for a significant time, right? The knee and the side of the leg, two games. The ankle, half of a quarter, and came back and played through it and has won and done very, very, very magical things in the postseason. You look at Justin Herbert. Is he tainted by the coaching staff and that franchise that's just an absolute dumpster fire of a franchise? Probably. Has Josh Allen been able to beat Mahomes in the playoffs? No. 0-3, so that rivalry can't really be there. They're going to play again next year because they each won their division. That's great. Josh Allen wins in the preseason or in the regular season, but in the postseason, he doesn't. Peyton Manning wasn't winning the postseason, but Peyton Manning was winning MVPs and was setting himself as a clear-cut number two. And with Lamar Jackson, we don't know yet, right? Like, we haven't seen the Chiefs and Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. We haven't seen what they can do against the team that's been there six consecutive times. That's been in the Super Bowl three times in the last five years. That's what we're looking at with the Kansas City Chiefs versus everybody else. It's just weird because there's been so many quarterbacks people have just tried. Like someone else brings up too for a while and they're right. Like at one point people even tried to make Mahomes Watson a thing. Like that was like it sounds silly now in hindsight, but like that was like that was also part of it. Yeah, I think I don't. I think I think we do. There is a bit of trying too hard to. To really compare, I, I think just the way that I was thinking about it, how the AFC is so clustered compared to the way that you were saying, Dusty, where it was just Brady Manning, and then there was a gap, then it was Rivers, Roethlisberger, who came on yeah. a little bit later. The NFC on the other side, they didn't really have anything like that because there were there were multiple different quarterbacks at different times throughout. Yeah, like Favre know, was aging F- out. Favre was there. Aaron Rodgers popped in. You had a Drew Brees. E- e- Eli Manning, Drew Brees, Tony Romo at a time was in there. There were a bunch of different QBs all over the place who were all – in a similar level, I feel like that's where the AFC is now. Now, you know me, I'm going to side with Joe Burrow and say that, <laughs> that that's the comparison because he's beat him in the playoffs. I think, to your point, Gold, if Lamar does beat him, I think there's an opportunity there. Um, but the consistency that we saw Brady and Manning play, we recently have seen with the Chiefs and the Bills and the Chiefs and the Bengals. Of course, the Bengals have made it a little bit more spicy mm-hmm. with the rivalry. And, of course, having beat the Chiefs, they've got a little bit more to 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 brag on and they bring a little bit more to that competition i i think that joe's the closest but i don't know if we're ever going to get something similar to that where it is literally every year we look forward to the colts playing the patriots and it's going to come down to those two guys well well, it's like the the regular like we know the chiefs get the ravens next year in the regular season we know they get the bills up in buffalo again in the regular Mm season i I, are we at a point now though where the Maybe this is spoiled, like Kansas City sports fan now, but like I don't care about the regular season matchups. Like Josh Allen has beat Mahomes in the regular season; it doesn't matter. He can't yeah. win in the postseason. Lamar, he's he beat Mahomes finally in the regular season. If he were to lose in the playoffs to this Sunday to Mahomes, then I don't care really if he beats him in the regular season. You know what I mean? You yeah. have to, and this is why when you bring up Burrow, it's interesting. You have to be able to beat him in the postseason. And right now, the only quarterbacks that have beat Mahomes in the postseason are who? Joe Burrow and Tom Brady. That's it. And one can't do it anymore because he's not going to play. So there's only yeah. been one. I'm talking. I'm, I'm not talking yeah. about. And I, I'm not talking about Super Bowls. I mean that that also same thing. Tom Brady. Yeah. Like it's the same thing. Like I think the other thing too is pre-evaluation hype. 
I think there's some truth into that as well, right? Peyton Manning came out into the league. He was he was exactly as advertised. You didn't really need to be like, oh, Peyton Manning, man, he's got a chance to be the you know the best quarterback in the league. It was already basically proven. Like had a really really bad rookie year, and then everybody was like, he's played one year, it's under his belt, and then the rest was just like, okay, that's exactly what we thought Peyton was going to be. Tom Brady came out and immediately won in what he won like three Super Bowls in his first five years as a starter or something like that. So that rivalry right there didn't need any sort of outside source to be like, well, there's a chance guy X can do it. And I think the reason why the Burrow thing works is because Burrow came from that LSU team that had probably the best offense we've ever seen in college football. Yeah. He went into the NFL and got one of the guys that he was a college teammate with and it's worked. He's beaten Mahomes at Arrowhead. He's gotten to a Super Bowl, which is very hard to do unless you're Patrick Mahomes and everybody else we see people kind of push the narrative of, I think this guy can be next because in the moment of the season, right? Herbert comes out firing the first time he ever plays a game. It just so happened to be against Patrick Mahomes and he put up a hell of a fight. Also is in the same division, but again, never really had any statistical background or any sort of history to prove that, Hey, this guy gets it done during this situation. Lamar Jackson, same thing, same draft Lamar, or not the same draft, but like the same situation, like Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Young quarterback, good offensive arm, good way that they can move the ball. They're really, really trustworthy within their system. Deshaun Watson, that's where I'm going. Same class. Thought they could be it. Mahomes got drafted before him. Deshaun yeah. Watson afterwards. There's a little bit of a, of, a, of a narrative that you can build on, but was never really brought to fruition. Now, part of that is Deshaun Watson's fault for being a nasty ass. That's just him in general. That's just what he wants to do. If he wants to be that gross man, that's fine. But I think where you have to do it is you need more longevity from it to happen because how many years did it take for us to sit back and be like, Every year, it's Peyton and Tom. I feel like it took two or three years it, of it the same sort of and more than that to have the same storyline because I remember for at least three or four years, it finally got to the point where everyone was like, can Peyton win in Gillette? Peyton now has the number one seed, and Tom Brady's coming to Indianapolis. Can they win against them? And that was situation? like two, 2005, 2006. That was the real question. And Manny was drafted, what, 98? Yeah, and that was five, it was five or six. It was like 04 or 03, 04 when that finally became a conversation of them playing each other all the time. And I think that's the thing is that it was such, and we get lost in this in sports, is that that was such a great rivalry, and that was such a very, very fluent every year type of thing that it just happened naturally. Whereas now we miss that, which we do this a lot in sports. We miss that sort of thing. So we try to force our hand to getting the next one. Just let it happen naturally, right? Let Mahomes go beat Lamar Jackson in the AFC Championship game this year and go to the Super Bowl and win another one. And then let Lamar come back next season and beat Mahomes in the divisional round. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now we've got a little bit of something. Don't give me one year of one guy winning the next year. The next. That's why Burrow's the freshest. Burrow's won and Burrow's lost. Mahomes won a Super Bowl. Burrow didn't. There it is. Lamar hasn't done that. Yeah, it Herbert just simply takes, that. you know, he, if Lamar beats Mahomes on Sunday and wins the Super Bowl, you, that, that'll be the quarterback that everybody will try to say is, is his. Because he did it. Now, nope, again, we're not, nobody's saying they're equals. Again, I think it's clearer than ever, especially after the Josh Allen thing. Nobody is on the same playing field as Patrick Mahomes. Plain and simple. Again, this is why we're having the Brady and Manning conversation. Peyton Manning, hell of a quarterback, but sorry, and I disagree with the texter that says, it drives me crazy how you, I think he was talking about you, can say Peyton was number two. He was the far more accomplished quarterback. Brady had more team accomplishments. I'm sorry, Tom Brady was better than Peyton Manning. Sorry. Tom Brady was better than Peyton Manning. If you, Plain if you, and simple. Like, if you have one drive. I mean, is that if, even an argument? Like, if you have who's a, making that? How can we even be making that argument anymore? If we're saying Brady's the, the, 
Greatest quarterback of all time. What are we arguing? Peyton Manning is the, be- the great. Nobody's arguing Peyton Manning is the greatest quarterback of all time. Sounds like a Donovan take where Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback, but Joe Burrow is the yeah. best player. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? When, no, it's yeah. Burrow is the best quarterback. Mahomes is the best player. If, if there, if we had a two-minute drill and you had and, you, and your life depended Brady. on it, Tom Brady is getting the nod every single time. It's weird. The hoops people will jump through. I mean, I saw it today. Sean O'Hara will probably play it tomorrow on the show or maybe today. I don't know. Sean O'Hara was on NFL Network, and he's still today. Is still trying to make the weird case that he would rather have Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. What Amazing! We, I, it's nuts. Ridiculous. Nuts. To me, I, I feel like the I don't get it. The Bills and Chiefs to me is not even a rivalry, and the reason I say that is because they both respect each other so much that and the Bills haven't won. Yeah, you have to win. They they, they they like each other so much, and the Bengals just 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 hate them. Random question uh, for you, Gold. For you, Dusty, and also everybody on the text line nine one three five eight six seven six ten. All right. Um, let's keep it simple. What is something that you've bought that you immediately regretted? It can Ooh. be anything. You bought and just regretted immediately. Yep. You you got it, and, and maybe not after you bought, like right after you yeah, bought. It. I mean, yeah. that could be the case, like buyer's remorse, but. Even after using it once, you're like, crap, I, I didn't mm. I didn't need this. Lube. <laughs> Jeez. Why did you regret it? Didn't need it. Okay. Okay. So you, you throw it out or you just keep it bedside? Still there. Okay. Same one? Same bottle? Mm-hmm. How, how many times how, how many times did you open it? Did you use it? Twice. <laughs> it just the process. I was like, oh, God, I don't need this. I got to get up and, like, wash and, like, take a bath. Oh, goodness. Um, now, I'll be honest with you. Probably this dresser I bought on Amazon. I thought it was, like, this new type of, like, nice. Like, sometimes you can get caught up in the moment on Amazon because a lot of my Amazon purchases come when uh, I'm a little bit uh, inebriated. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Yeah. I do need that. Like, why are they sending me this notification now? And I bought this dresser, and, you know, I built it the way it was supposed to be. Like, put everything. I mean, Amazon instructions are very, very simplistic. It's like bar A and bar B go together to make bar C. And then now all of a sudden, like, it's just, like, it it doesn't hold up. It just it, I immediately regret it. I should have gone to Facebook Marketplace, bought a dresser, and that's what I'm doing now. It's, mine are like the you know like the smart home devices, you know like so I have like a I have a Google Home like just a mini Nest one, and then I also have an alarm clock that is is like Ooh. digital, but also is a Google product or whatever that you can yeah. use. And I guys I never use the mm. features with that at all. I I have one in my kitchen just sitting there, never use it whatsoever. Complete waste. I don't know why I bought it. I don't use it. Somebody says a Weber gas grill. I keep using my charcoal grill, of course. Yeah, charcoal. If you're between the two, I mean, I think pellet's great, but yeah, between charcoal and gas, charcoal that's much, much. Yeah, better. I have a Traeger. Oh, we have a Traeger at the house. You and also then got the, the Blackstone. Don't you got a Blackstone and got a Weber. I'll always use the Weber. Blackstone gets mm. for all the all the like smash burgers or the Phillies, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, smokers just like meats, like pulled pork ribs, brisket, all, yeah, that. Yeah, all that. Yeah, man. Kind of stuff. For me, I feel like it's smaller things, but there was one time, this is a while ago, uh, when I was in college, we we played video games or whatever, and we thought we had lost two controllers. Mm-hmm. So I, being the nice person that I am, too nice, I go to the store and I, I get two used, like, PlayStation controllers. Come back, oh, we found the controllers. Oh. So... And they were used, no no return, you go to one of those used places, you, like you, you need to take it, you keep it. No, it wasn't even GameStop. It was oh. a, I don't know, a, a used, a used video game place, and yeah. Somebody says they regret their haircut. 
Did it go south? Like, did you was it a bad? Was a bad haircut or something like that? Someone else's their their ex wife's new car. Well, car yeah, cars that's, are easy. Yeah, you you buy your wife a new car and you get divorced a year later and you're still wow. paying on it. That's it's problematic. Not anymore that comes. No, into it's it. Rob. Now Rob, Rob has it. to grab the headphones for Carrington. Oh, usually, wow. is unfortunately what happens. Carrington <laughs> wow. can't grab them, so Rob has to grab them for him. That's that's that's, that's Rob. It's called three minutes. <laughs> you're watching. You're watching for six minutes. I do. Story what are you of doing our, here? that like, happened. Oh, Dusty, what are you doing? Dusty, you're filling in today. This happens every day, man. Like, That's this is an ongoing thing. We have yes, we can peel back the curtain a little bit. We go to break in two minutes. They're the type of people that we show up to go, a restaurant we go, we go with three break, minutes till they close. We go to break in two minutes and and constantly walking in and out of the studio. It just it kind of happens, Dusty, on this on during our slot. Unfortunately, if you're watching on Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, you could have seen what was happening behind Rob or uh, behind Dusty. It was yeah, Rob. That's just insane to me that they just they can't wait two minutes. Oh, it's try. Hey, why is, also? Why are you leaving your headphones in the studio? <clears throat> these are all great questions. Like, where Dusty. do you put your headphones at the end of the? Of the these end are all the, great questions. No, but where do you put your headphones? In your well, I put my backpack. That's where I put my. Drew, where do you put yours? Uh-huh. I don't have a case for mine, so I, I carry them with me. Dusty, we could yeah. we could have a we could keep talking. We have more what, of a chewed con- pins. The, the same with these chewed pins, and we could go on and, and on doodles? and on. And yeah, and the ink stain. There, we could go on and on. There's an ink stain there on that table that spilled. Yeah, uh, where do you think that came from? Oh my god! Where do you think that came the from? The pen is blue. Whose pen do you think that was? Oh man, can't I can't guess. Going I don't know. Buying a new set of in one Nicholas <laughs> blades. I wasn't mm-hmm. good enough to use blades, so immediately turned them back in and got me a more forgiving cavity back off. Hey, don't buy blades. If you're not shooting, if you're not shooting seventy seventy two, like I've had this discussion before. <laughs> if you're not shooting par golf, if you're not a one or a scratch golfer. First off, you shouldn't be playing from the tips, and you shouldn't go buy like twenty five hundred dollars irons. Yes, don't, don't do, do that. Go How on. much were your clubs? You mind me asking? No, that's fine. My clubs were, I think, a total they were twelve hundred dollars. Mine were technically fifteen hundred, but my brother is yeah. the plug, so I got them for seven. <laughs> and I had, and I got a, I got the brand new uh, Titleist T three hundreds. So they're not the, they're the more forgiving. They're not the blades, and they're not the like mix where like your lower numbers are blades and your higher numbers are cavity. They're all cavity. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I would never, I would never go buy blades. It's just like I'm getting ready to get a new shaft for my driver. What do those run? What are you talking about? The T three hundreds? No, no, no. The, the oh, probably fifteen to eighteen hundred dollars. Blades yeah. are like two grand. Yeah, yeah they're like way up there. They, they, they're per, they're the clubs that Tiger Woods uses. Yeah, I mean, I just Aurora. Someone uses, says yeah. I played pro golf for fourteen years, gave up their blades for more forgiving player irons. It's like I'm getting ready to get my driver reshafted because I've I've figured out how to hit a drive a little bit better as I've gotten more involved in golf and like I want a stiffer shaft. But I'm not Do gonna. You? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna get like a, I'm not gonna get a super stiff shaft. I'm going to get a, sem- a semi-stiff shaft. Sorry to hear yeah, that you're struggling, don't, man. Don't go super stiff. I have no idea what's going on. That's because you don't play you, golf. You, you want some more flexibility with your shaft. No, I want it to be stiff. It's going to give me a better chance to hit the target. Now, there's a chance I might miss right or left more often, but it's going to give me more distance and a better chance to hit where I'm going. Your speed goes down, though. Not when it's stiff. I love how we kept that along the same line without mentioning clubs at all. That was great, Dusty. Thanks for letting us know about your shaft. Thank you. <laughs> Up next, Nate Taylor in studio from The Athletic, talking football, talking Chiefs, talking Ravens. Next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Yeah. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.